Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. Alright, man. So to start off NXT, we had the browser weights. Come out, man, on the browser weight mobile. I can I think that's what they called it. I forgot what he called it. But anyway, man, we got the new dusty classic tag team champions, Matt Riddle, P Dunn. They come out, man. You know, they cut a promo displaying their beautiful trophy. And so they get under, uh get interrupted by Undisputed Era. And you know, kind of like with the inner circle throughout the night with AEW, you know, their whole storyline, it, it kind of started at the beginning of the night and kind of, you know, worked its way through certain segments. We kind of got a similar dose of that, man, with Undisputed Era pretty much wreaking havoc all night long. I'm going to go to you, Flawless. What did you think of the Brozaways coming out? What did you think of them uh, basically, you know, saying that they're going to be the new tag team champions? And what about this interaction between them and the Undisputed Era? All right, so when they came out on that look, looking looking uh, like golf cart mobile, mm-hmm. with the trophy attached to it, I thought it was funny. But man, I thought like the promo was funny when Undisputed Era came out. Bobby Fish is talking, and Matt Riddle starts singing. What if Bobby Fish could catch fish? If Bobby Fish could catch fish, how much fish could Bobby Fish catch? If Bobby Fish could catch fish, like oh. oh my god, like and then you know you know you got Pete Dunne, the serious one. Um, I thought it was funny, but I thought it was good, you know, to, you know, get a promo, you know, get some, uh, lead up to their match, you know, get some, uh, get some build, so to say, for their match. Um, do I think the Broserweights have a chance? Sure they do. I mean, we've seen in the Dusty Classic, they got some chemistry going, but do I think they can win? Do I think they will win? Maybe. Or... Maybe one of them turns on each other. We never know. So we'll see. But overall, it was a nice little opening segment, a little comedic with, you know, Riddle. Too cold. What you think? Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I agree with Flawless. I didn't have a problem with, uh, you know, with them coming out with the trophy. I mean, actually, I thought it was kind of smart. They had it on the cart. Uh, you know, it wasn't just some little raggedy cart. You know, it was actually kind of a cool, you know, eight-seat cart. You know, so it, was, it, it looked it okay. Uh, but uh, the trophy, you know, they 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 ended the show the week before, so it was only right that they start the show uh, to kind of, you know, put over them winning it and getting ready and getting psyched up for their championship opportunity, in which I believe they're winning. Um, yeah, I do have a small chance of thinking that 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 Dunn will turn on Bro, but um, Matt Riddle, but um, I I I actually want to see them win the championships and actually be champions for a while. Uh, and, you know, just, just to be the champions for a little bit. Cause I don't recall, I think last year, I think Ricochet and black lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they won. So I think I could see, and plus undisputed has been walking around with all the championships for the past six months. I want to say. So, you know, I think it's time to, it's time to take the titles off of them and start pushing other people and then start having them push other people. Uh, so I, I, I see the, the, the bruiser weights uh, winning. They're going to be the, you know, the class, dusty classic champion and also the NXT tag team champions. 
Um, like I say, it's it's time for and it's time for Undisputed to either go in a new direction as far as on NXT or possibly get called up to the main roster. But I don't think none of us are really ready for that yet. So I'm just gonna get excited for this uh takeover that we're gonna get, this great match we're gonna get. And I actually hope, I kind of hope it starts the match off. I want this to be the opening match. Well, speaking of opening match, man, we got match one of the night. We got a guy. Who's had a pretty interesting week, man? We got Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Garza ended up picking up the victory in this one. To me, it was a good match. Uh, I definitely felt like it could have went a little longer, but I felt like, you know, in the time allotted, the competitors definitely got a lot of offense in. Uh, chemistry was off the charts. And, uh, you know, after the match, man, we had Garza make a challenge for the Cruiserweight title. K Breezy, too cold. I know you're big on Garza, but I know you're really big on your boy Swerve Scott, man. What did you think of the match? Oh, uh, this was this was awesome. Um, <laughs> and I, I say that because, man, I like both of these guys. So they have, like you said, they have great chemistry. This was a quick match, but these are guys that have quick attacks. So it made sense, you know, that it wasn't a, a, a drawn-out match. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm psyched for Scott. I like him. Uh, I like the direction they're going. They're giving him time. He's getting on TV. You know, I want to see him pick up a victory sometime soon. But right now, Garza's hot. Right now, after that victory against Ray, well, no, he uh, he didn't beat Ray. He it was, that was a that was a DQ or whatever. Um, so he he needed the victory here. But I'm, I'm I'm excited about these two, and I'm I'm okay with him challenging for the cruiserweight championship. Um, I'm not sure if he'll get it back, but then again, he could. Um, we can see where they go from there, but I like the match. The match was awesome. These guys definitely had some nice spots, uh, and they and they complement each other very well. Flawless. Um, I like the match. You know, it was a good opening match. You had a uh, Garza who's been on a roll, especially with what happened on Raw, and then now in NXT against Scott. Who you know, I mean. I like when a match opens up when you got like I love like two cruiserweights opening up uh, any show. I just love it because you know from my WCW days that's what we always saw and I loved it. You know it just got the crowd hot and into the show. Um, I was a little upset. You know I thought Scott would get the victory when he hit his finisher on Garza, but you know when he didn't, I was like, all right, man, Garza's gonna win. My only problem is I'm, like, getting confused with WWE's way of booking Scott. Like, he wins on 205 Live, but he loses on NXT. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, like, okay. Like, yeah. Like, it, I, I don't understand it. Anybody does, but, you know, that's WWE's way of booking. So. Yeah, well, I, I um. I I agree with you because I, I I definitely like Scott and I definitely want to see him get more victories. Um, I you know um, especially considering he took the pin at Worlds Collide, you know, in that match, which got uh, you know, he took the loss. Well, he took the pin, so you know, to see him lose again was is the disappointing part because you know, like I say, he he's definitely a good talent. He's definitely over with the people. They like him. Um. And and I like that they're giving him TV time, but I, I definitely would like to see him win a few more matches. Yeah, um, kind of like what you guys said. And I, and I think as far as to answer your question, Flawless, uh, you know, him getting the wins on 205, I think, you know, they probably don't really have nothing concrete 
or solid, you know, for him in the immediate future with NXT. So maybe 205 Live is a way for him to still get wins without necessarily, you know, kind of offsetting those losses he's taking on NXT maybe. Yeah, but the only problem is, like, 205 Live is not live like NXT is. That's true. So, like, That's true. So it's like it's like you're getting wins on dark, dark match. matches, but you're not on live TVs. True, true, true. All right, next up, man. Whew. We got the uh, – well, before we get to the match, we got a segment, man. We got Undisputed Era. You know, they walk in backstage beating up people looking for Champa. And I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Cole Fish or uh, – not Cole. I can't remember if it was Fish, Strongo, or Riley who ended up cutting the guy's hair in the chair. But I'm like, damn, that was fucked up. Strong. It was <laughs> It was. Uh, it was uh, strong. It was strong. I, yeah. I thought it was strong. Okay, I just couldn't remember. Uh, so, in the midst of them, you know, we can have it backstage, man. We know we get to match two. We got Dominic Dijakovic versus Killian Dane. Uh Dijakovic, man, picked up the victory. Quick match. To me, I feel like it was nothing more than a glorified squash match. But what I liked was the interaction afterwards, man. Flawless. What did you think of the match and what happened after? Like you said, it was a squash match. It, oh, oh, man. Like, it's, you know, like they built Dane up so much on NXT, especially when he was feeding with Pete Dunne. And destroying them, and then you know, like now it feels like you know, yeah, you're just gonna get squashed by Dijakovic. I would at least had it like really competitive, where Dijakovic <laughs> gets the hard fought win. But you know, Dijakovic is going for that NXT North American title. I did like the interaction at the end, you know, with them two like smiling, like yeah, you know, I'm going for the title. I want Dijakovic just to hit Keith like and turn heel. And say, like, yeah, we could play all funny games, but I'm serious about trying to get this title. That's what I would want from him going forward with this feud. I don't want them to be buddy-buddy. Like, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to fight for the title. No, man. State your claim. Let them know. I want that freaking North American title, and I'm going to do anything I can in my power to get it, even if I have to cheap shot you on my way to get that title. All right, K. Breezy, what did you think, man, of the match and uh did you bask in the glory of Keith Lee when he came out? Man, always. Uh, it's Keith Lee. Man, the dude is awesome. Uh, the match was okay. Um, yeah, I don't like Dame being the jobber here, kind of say. And, and you know, I, like you say, he was kind of getting a push. He put up a couple of victories. Um, I agree with you, Flawless, definitely. <clears throat> I do want to see more attitude from Djokovic uh, as far as going, you know, face-to-face with Keith Lee. Like, but I, I think he kind of gave that. Like, they have a respect for each other. Like, I don't think he really got to go full out on it, but I, they definitely have a respect for each other because Keith Lee knows Djokovic can actually beat him. And Djokovic knows that Keith Lee can beat him and, and vice versa. You know, they, they know this already. So right. they know that there's more, there's, there, there's bigger stakes on the line. We're not just having a match just, you know, for, you know, pride or respect. This is This is for the North American Championship, man. This is... This is what's going to lead you to being NXT champion and, and you know, and, and further your career. So um, it's a great opportunity. You're getting a one-on-one match on a takeover, which means we're going to get a freaking great 20-minute match. And these guys have shown and proven to us that you know, they can give us a great match every time. So um, I definitely want to see what they bring. I don't want anyone to get hurt because, you know, that's one of the big things about watching these guys because they're so big and tall that 
uh, when they do a lot of stuff, sometimes, man, it, it looks too shaky, man, because the guy's too big. He can't really get the balance he needs. So I want them to be careful, but I damn sure want them to put on a great match. All right, next up, man, we got another segment with UE basically beating up more people backstage. We got Bronson Reed coming out trying to be Captain Saberho. He gets his ass whopped. And then next up, man, we got another segment. Now, guys, bear with me, okay? Because there was a lot of dialogue and good points made in this one. We got an interview with the Prince, Finn Balor. And then we got Johnny Gargano, Mr. Takeover. Somebody texting or something? No. You liar. You be lying. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> during the interview, man, you know, they were trading shots. And I'm going to just read a couple of things that was said, man. Gargano pretty much said he waited three months to meet the prince. Valor said he waited for four years, man, to get his hands on Johnny Gargano. Gargano went on to say he was the first ever triple crown champion NXT and has more takeover main events than anyone, including the Prince Van Balor. Balor is the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. And he says he doesn't care if the match is 20 seconds or 20 minutes because he does not get paid by the hour. Then Johnny Gargano says this. He says, you know, that look in Finn's eyes, that's the look of the NXT Finn Balor, not the Raw or the SmackDown Finn Balor, who lost to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row. Whew. And then Balor says he's here to give Johnny Organo the last match of his life and that he doesn't have a heart. Guys, I'm going to go to – who did I go to last? I'm going to Flawless, K-Breezy, man, too cold. What do you think of these shots, man, sent by both these competitors? And what can we expect from this match between the Prince, Finn Balor, Mr. Takeover, Johnny Wrestling? Uh, man, look, both of these dudes were in their own tanks, just shooting at each other. Like they were just shooting each other with tanks. Like, I, I'm, I'm ready for the match. Uh, we, we were, we were waiting for it then, but Gargano got hurt. So he needed to take some time off the heel. We got a great match with, uh, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle, but man, I am, I I'm ready for this match. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm I, they they said what they needed to say to make me more intrigued into this match. I'm ready. Flawless. What you think, man? Uh, man, I love the shots from both competitors going after each other. Like <laughs> like I love how Prince says, you know, I don't get paid by the hour, you know. Like and then you know. Johnny just like, yeah, that's the fin I want. That's the fin I'm used to seeing in NXT, not the one on the main roster. That's kind of like a sissy, you know. Like, hey, let me ask, let me ask you all this, dude. Do we? I, not so much Finn, man, but do we feel like you know it was a little bit of realism in Johnny, man? Do we feel like Johnny legit a little bit pissed off about being put on the shelf by the demon? Hell yeah. Oh yeah, Johnny has a chip on his shoulder, no matter who he faces. <clears throat> I mean, that's just Johnny his whole career. Especially considering, man, you know, yeah, Johnny could stay claim to being a triple crown, but, you know, they didn't have the North American Championship when Finn Balor was there because if it did, he'd have been the first triple crown winner or Kevin Owens or, you know, one of those guys would have did it. So, yeah, they both got their claims, and it's good that they have those claims, but, you know, Gargano's going to have to take that chip on the shoulder a little bit because – He's, he's going to have to carry it because, dude, that's Finn Balor. 
okay, yeah, you've been on every takeover and you've been on some great matches, but boy, that's Finn Balor. And Finn Balor at NXT was must-see. I mean, Gargano's must-see, but Gargano's had a few matches. I probably would I, I probably would rank as low matches compared to other people, but Finn Balor always delivered when it came to NXT. His character, just everything he did, um, and you know, and he was the fan favorite. So you know, and 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 he was the good guy. So you know, everything he did went over more than it probably should have. But uh, Gargano, in his own right, you know, he he can he can claim what he wants to claim. But man, that's Finn Balor. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's Finn Balor. I, I don't know what else to really say. And going back to what you said about, you know, Finn Balor being Finn Balor. I mean, yeah, Johnny Gargano, he is Johnny Wrestling. He is, you know, along with guys like Champa Synonymous with NXT. But, you know, like you said, that's Finn Balor. When you have those, you have those certain crop of guys, man, like a, a Finn Balor, a Samoa Joe, a Shinsuke Nakamura, a Oscar, you know, them, those were a very elite. And I'm saying Johnny Gargano isn't elite, but man, it's it's something about those specific men and women, man, where they're next tier, they're upper echelon, man. They are the holy grail of NXT. And like you said, Johnny Gargano, I mean, he's had some great matches. Absolutely. Mr. Takeover, sure, I give it to you. He is the Mr. WrestleMania of NXT. I give you that. But like you said, Finn Balor is still Finn Balor, despite having a lackluster main roster career. Uh, Guys, next up. We got Mercedes Martinez versus Katie Casey Canzero. Excuse me. Uh, I mean, to me, squash match, nothing major. Uh, they're clearly building Mercedes Martinez as a force. Um, to me, probably the most realistic uh, in line uh, later on down the line, I should say, to go for the women's title. But I feel like she's not going to be nowhere near that anytime soon. Guys, I know you might not have much to say about the match, but I'm going to give you the floor if you do. What I want to know is where do you guys see Mercedes Martinez going from here, man? Do we see it as a flash in the pan? Or do we see it as a, a long-standing push? I want to see more of her. Oh, go ahead. I, I just want to see more of her before I really make a real sound judgment. Uh, I've known her work from TNA. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's in NXT, and I'm going to say – she is written she is Rhea Ripley's next challenger after Charlotte Flair after WrestleMania. Mm. Well, we're gonna get to that. We 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 definitely gonna get to that because there's, there's one more lady that's still in this mix that we're gonna get to. Speaking of Rhea, okay, so let's show Rhea backstage and yada yada yada. All right, then we go back, man. Champa. We are in the back of the parking lot now. We got Champa attacks the undisputed era. You know, UE jumps Champa till he's saved by the bruiser weights. Then out comes William Regal to make this match. The UE, the Undisputed Era versus Champa and the Bruiser Weights. So we get that later on. Match four tonight, we got the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Breeze. Guys, I'm going to tell you, you know, Tyler Breeze from the main roster, uh-uh. this Tyler Breeze here, solo Tyler Breeze, I'm digging it. Very good match. Great showing by Breeze. Lots of time. Flawless. What did you think of this match, man? All right. I've been saying this for a while. That Tyler Breeze is just in NXT to get guys over. Like, he'll put a good, you know, little match. You know, he's he can go in the ring, you know. Like, he's solid, you know. He'll give you a good match to put you over. But that's all he is now. 
like before when he was in NXT, you know, he was Prince Pretty. He was one of the top heel guys. Now he's just like a jobber to the cruiserweights. And that's basically what he is. Okay, Breezy. Uh, same. Good. All right, now we got that out the way. Let's get to it, man. We got Bianca Belair, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, all in the ring. You know, we understand, man, right now, the big story is Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, but we cannot bypass the EST and NAC, the beautiful, the, yes, lovely, we can. the, yes, the, we the gorgeous can. Bianca Belair. So, guys, okay, so we, we see that, you know, no matter what, at WrestleMania, it's going to at least be Charlotte, Rhea Ripley. Let's throw a curveball in there. Let's say, hypothetically, Bianca Belair does beat Rhea Ripley. Where do we see this going? Do we see a potential triple threat at Mania? Kind of, you know, the reverse. Instead of Ronda, we got Belair and Ripley. Or do we see it still going Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley? All right. Well, I'm going to take this because I think those 16-hour weekends have gotten to the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) If Bianca, Bianca Belair will beat Rhea Ripley when pigs fly, okay? It ain't happening. All right. All right. Charlotte was right to put her hand in her face. And, you know, you see Bianca Belair. Oh, 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 hell no. You know, fixing her earrings and shit. You know, understand she's the EST of NXT, but she is not being Rhea Ripley at all. Hey. And I will put money on it. Hey, was she? And if you want to, hey, hold on, hold on. If you want to put, okay, I'm going to give you uh, Bianca Belair when we do our NXT takeover show. I'm have you. When we get to the NXT review show, if you pick Rhea Ripley and not Bianca Belair, okay, don't be changing your tune. I didn't say Bianca Belair was going to win, though. You did. No, no, no. You said if. You said if, but it ain't going to happen. There's no if. There's no if. Okay. But anyway, if. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) K Breezy, man, what what did you think of the promo? Oh man, y'all clowns, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just over here laughing at y'all, man. Uh okay, so you know, Charlotte coming out, and you know, I'm just basically letting Bianca know it don't really matter what you do. And it and it's the truth. Um, I agree with Flawless. Sorry, franchise. Bianca's not winning. She's not with the main. <laughs> I mean, I know she's not winning, but god damn, can we at least no no no? Well, you should have asked. No, 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 I well, I know you didn't say she was, but um, I don't see, but you asked the question, do we see something possibly happen? There's no curveball. <laughs> this is this is Charlotte versus Ripley one-on-one um, This, this for the NXT championship. There, there's no triple threat. Bianca, I like that she's getting this title opportunity. I like that she's going to have a good match with uh, Ripley. I, hopefully she has a good match with Ripley at TakeOver, and this propels her to eventually getting it later on. But uh, right now, no. Uh, this is this is about Charlotte and Ripley. Um, this is about you know the fact that Ripley has gotten a victory over Flair, and that Flair hasn't beaten her. And it's not even that Flair wants to win the NXT Championship. Like I, I she doesn't. It, it doesn't matter that she wants to win that. She wants to beat Ripley because Ripley has that over her. And so uh, this the, the the promo the segment. I didn't have a problem with it because you know I wanted Bianca to say something like. Why are you like? I understand you're here to to confront her, but I'm the one that's the number one contendership. 
I'm the one that has a match at TakeOver. You know, it's not about you and her right now. It's about me and her. So I didn't have a problem with that. I th That was the way she should have been. That's her character, you know, not to try to take somebody trying to take her shine. No, nah, man, she, this is her opportunity. And it, it played out well. I had no problem with it. I thought it was great. But this, at, at WrestleMania, it will be Charlotte Fair, uh versus Rhea Ripley. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. I, and I do like the and I do like the fact that they double teamed Charlotte and and uh, Faith face planted her in the ring and then got back to you know they one on one like just that little bit of storytelling just still like yeah we know the obvious but yet you know Bianca still going you know she gonna hold her on and well see and thank you sir for bringing that up because that was the the reason I brought up the triple threat was because they did both double team her so that's because they're NXT they do that even yeah. when you know they were doing the invasion you know yeah. you don't just come into NXT NXT's going to defend their turf but right. that's what, but that's what I was getting to so you don't see Charlie coming out interfering with this match at all in either direction no no, no because it's not about because Charlotte don't need to. She don't need to come out. And for what? Because we already know Ripley's gonna uh Ripley's gonna win. Like I yeah. it, it's not to say to, to discredit Bianca whatsoever, but like I say, where's the money? The money is in Ripley versus Charlotte. And yeah. right now Bianca's just part of the story because she's the number one contendership. She got she earned that before we knew Charlotte was gonna win the Rumble. We were just waiting to see you know, what was going to happen later on. But um, her, you know, Bianca is just, she's NXT. So you got to have your NXT storyline. And that's the thing you have to remember, Flawless. This isn't the main roster. This is NXT. Triple H ain't on that. He's not going to yeah. discredit his storyline to propel the main roster. He'll merge them and still put over the NXT. So that's why I say, I, you know, I love the promo because it's still stuck to the format of what NXT has been doing, where if this was on the main roster, trust me, if they did this on Raw SmackDown, it wouldn't have gone over the way it should have. So, Man, and Charlotte would have been whooping both their asses. <laughs> right, right. You know, she would have she would have walked away looking good, where in NXT, you know, she's not going to mind putting over them because she comes from there. So she's going to put that over. Yeah. going to put them over. And like I say, it's NXT. They're going to always defend their turf, and then they'll get back to kicking each other's ass. That's why it is just, NXT. I'll just say this. Uh, Bianca Belair is just, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time in the storyline with going into WrestleMania with Charlotte and Rhea. Basically. You know, she's just, get, she's just getting put in a bad spot. And that's what I was saying. Uh, I believe it was a week or two, maybe a little longer, uh, about Bianca Belair. Uh, basically, you know, putting respect in her name. Uh, I understand, you know, before the Rumble, we really kind of didn't know exactly who was going to win and who was going to face. We knew Charlotte was going to Mania. We knew that. But we, we didn't know exactly who she was going to fight. Um, and this is why I kind of wish that they didn't, you know, push Bianca Belair right now uh, just because I feel like her push is a wasted push right now. I mean, you well, could have okay. put... Well, it's not really because Ripley just won the championship. Like, we're not going to see... Like, now, if this was Baszler, 
then I, I would think differently. I would think that, okay, now it's time for somebody to take the title off Baszler, and clearly they want Bianca to do it. I would think that way if it, that was the case, but Ripley just won the championship. So there's no way, and, and with her popularity, with the way, you know, she's over right now, there's no way you're taking the title off of hers. That, that, so it, not to discredit you saying Bianca's push is bad, it's not bad, it's it's the push that she needs. She's the person that's going to be one of the first people to face Ripley and she's going to lose like most champions have. Every champion has that. They have that person they, you know, that first comes out and they're the first one that they're going to face and they're going to beat them and that's going to put over their reign and then you move forward. You know, it's it's not about it being a bad timing for her other than uh, it's just in the middle of this WrestleMania run. But right now she's just a, a person for Ripley to fight to put her over until she gets the flare at Mania. All right, so let me ask you guys this, man. Uh, on the scale of, and this isn't to discredit Ripley or uh, Bel Air, but you know they they kind of have similar styles, but then very different styles. On the scale of one through ten, what is the possibility we see this match uh, being a tear the house down type match? Not being match of the night, but being a lot better than expected. What Bianca and uh Ripley at Takeover? Yeah. Like like do we see this being a match? Like, goddamn, you know what? I want to see that again. Uh, What's the possibility I'm, of a of a rematch factor in your head? Like, not that a rematch is gonna happen, but what's the chance of you saying, you know what, damn, I want to see that again? Uh I'll say a five in the middle. Yeah, because um I'm pretty sure they're going to do an EO Shirai versus Ripley. Like that's, that was already brewing when Ripley first came into NXT. So, you know, they got to eventually go in that direction. I, like I say, right now it's just about her having credible challengers to go up against and, you know, you know, to help build her towards WrestleMania. So I, I could see, I can see them having a match, Bianca lose, and then, you know, maybe they'll have a rematch or a tag match or something like that. They could do a rematch singles, you know, a little later on, but uh, it's just a, it, it's really just a, you know, put Ripley over. All right, guys. Well, uh, any further remarks before we have Flawless to give us these weekly ratings? What? We ain't done yet, man. What we got left? Man, the, the the six man tag you just said. Oh Lord, man, Jordan Devlin match. Lord, I already I already said that. Yeah, we did the Devlin Jordan match. Devlin yeah, match. We did yeah, get, the, get the get the air wax out your ears. Uh, but I did forget about the six man. That my bad. Yeah, yeah, geez, because you got dementia also. No, no, no. This man tired. All right, he didn't did sixteen. <laughs> uh, yeah, did, did these oh, weekends man, and these work weeks. Hear that, you know. He claims, man, I'm a 26-year-old piece of gold, man. Uh-huh. Like I said, man, you're acting like a sterling silver bitch right now. Look, that I love. We already told him, you know, the first week was going to fly, but wait till that second and third week when it hit you. <laughs> and it finally hit him, man. So it, it's time for him to go to bed. We, 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 he's already well, in bed. Well, well, if I see him dozing off tomorrow, I'm going to start smacking him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Let's let's go ahead and get this main event, man, so we can get you to sleep, man. You you gotta get your rest, man. Yeah. Twinkle, right. twinkle, little. Let me star. see. God damn, I forgot who we got. He's, he's gonna go all to right, bed with so a little like uh, undisputed like, versus the bro, the bros awaits and champ and Champa. All right, yeah. So I barely remember this match. So 
Uh, yeah, man, we got our main event, man. We got Undisputed Era versus the Bros Away and Champa. K Breezy, what you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the match, man. The, it, it was, I mean, it was Undisputed versus the Bros Away and Champa, so uh, you know, it was a great main event match. Um, I would definitely say that this match and the eight-man tag match from AEW, those were definitely uh, matches of the week. Because, um, you know, it just the, it, because of who was in the match and what they did and how they executed it, um, that for me is why I say that. Uh, uh, but overall, this six-man, like, it just, you know, it, it just told the story the way it did. You had the tag team champions against their no-one contender. You had the number one contender against the NXT champion. You know, you 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 had these stories that you're telling all merge into one. You know, as we said with Triple H, he's going to make sure, you know, the cohesive of the storylines are going to stay intact. And, you know, they they did what they needed to do. And Roddy Strong being the eye boy out, you know, he uh, he 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 you know, he was the outside guy interfering like they needed to. Uh Good, good match. I'm not, I'm not mad about it whatsoever. Especially, oh my God, especially for what happened at the end, because uh, we've been, I, we, we finally got what I've been wanting for. And I was gonna wait till you said this, but oh shit, know. sorry, sorry. Go yeah, ahead, go yeah, ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my, so we the lights dim. You know, the 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 center lights come on the ring, then the back lights come up. And then we just see this silhouette of a guy standing on top of the ring and on top of the uh, top rope. And lo, do we know it's my boy. It's the one and only the man of the hour. It, not, he, not to steal a line, but he was the man of the hour, the one and only the Velvet Team Dream coming off the top rope. With, you know, my boy has returned. I'm, I'm so excited I can't even talk, man. I, I'm, I'm just pumped to see that Velvet Team is back because now this is going to push the story between him and Roddy. Clearly, they're going to have a match at TakeOver. This TakeOver is starting to look really stacked. I'm really excited for it. But the six-man was great. Uh, but to see Dream come back, that, for me, put it over the top. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more ready now for TakeOver now. Flawless. All right. Uh, you know, not like you said, not bad match. You know, I like the disqualification. I like the ending with Dream. I thought that was set up perfect. And before you, the camera even panned to him on the top row, the crowd popped, so they saw him first. And you could just tell. And then as soon as the crowd popped, you know, they panned it to him on the top rope. And when he jumped off and was beating everybody, and then when he had Roddy Strong in the middle of the ring, he tears off his pants, and, he under, and underneath his pants, he has these tights with a picture of him Marina Shafir and their baby, Roddy Strong's baby, and on the back it says, call me Marina. <laughs> it reminds me of when Rick Rude had Jake the Snake Roberts' wife, you know, like on his like tights. I like that, you know, like homage, you know, I did like that. I thought it was cool. You know, I'm glad the dream's back. Uh, I think we're going to get him versus Strong at, uh, NXT TakeOver, I'm a little upset that it's not for the North American Championship, but it still should be one hell of a match and a good ending Yeah, to the show. Yeah, I'm okay that the title's not there because uh, I, I I feel like Dream's above that anyway. I, I, 
Right now, I feel like he he needs to move up to the NXT Championship level anyway. And Strong, honestly, I think Strong should too. Like he's more than proven enough to me that you know he's capable enough if they were to give him a right push and let him be him himself and not kind of be the lackey with the undisputed era. But I man, I just I just want to see Dream. Like me, I just I just want to see my boy back because we've already seen him and Roddy in a, as far as having matches. So we know they're gonna give us a great match. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I can't wait for them to announce. I hope they put this on takeover and they just don't give me this as a as a TV match because I don't I don't want this as a TV match. I need NXT takeover crowd emotion to watch this match. Mm-hmm. Big bet, big bet. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of calling me, man, I'm glad Vince did the one thing Vince does, and that's not really listen. I'm glad they didn't call Velveteen up right now because you know. NXT for the sake of the Wednesday Night Wars, man. They need him. He's back. He's ready. And, uh, yeah, man, like you said, I think he's definitely bigger than the North American title now. It's time to put the company – well, I, I can't even say the company title because the the brand title of the NXT championship on the Velveteen Dream, but that will come sooner or later. All right, guys, some remarks before we, uh, we, we get the ratings. I could never this, see Dream go up yet. I, I'm glad. Well, the reason why is because, let's be honest, they wouldn't know what to do with him, man. Like, they, clearly, they didn't know what to do with the type of character. Like, he fits the kind of mold of a Tyler Breeze and Fandango, that flamboyant type of guy. And you clearly saw what they did with them. So they wouldn't have known what to do with Dream. Where in NXT, he can be that kind of guy, but he's a legit guy. And it, it's – I'm okay with him staying there. I hope he's one of those guys, you know, eventually he wants to go up. You can see he wants to go to the main roster and he'll deserve it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'll ride it out in NXT for a while until I know that it's the right time because you want someone like me to be up there putting over your product. Yeah, perfect. All right, flawless, man. Let's go, man. You know, it's getting to be about that time, man. Give us them ratings. All right, man. Woo, man. NXT killed it this week. They did 770,000. Mm. That's up, ain't it? Yeah, because they only did like 701 last week, right? 721 last oh, week. Or 728. 728. 728 last week, I think. Okay. All right. So, so, so before we exit out of here, man, okay. Now, you know, we're putting the ratings aside. Guys, honest opinion, man, which show did you guys, uh, even though they were both excellent shows, man, which show did you guys enjoy more thoroughly this week, man? Was it NHT or was it AEW? And as a whole, why? Uh, go ahead, Flawless. I'm going to go with AEW. And it's got to be because of the eight-man tag match and that last segment with Cody and MJF, man. Solid. That just put it over the top. If they didn't have that segment like that they did, I would have gave it to NXT. But because of that, that was just shocking and so attitude era, like ECW. Like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. They they had that on TV. And the way they drew it out, they didn't just do 10 lashes in a row. Oh, there was time between those lashes. Yeah, um, I have to agree, but for different reasons. For me, I felt like without that segment, uh, it would have been NXT because I feel like, um, you know, Moxley and, and Ortiz's match was good. Yeah, I'm not saying that Garza and Scott's match was, 
was was awesome, but I it was I thought it was a better match compared to some of the other matches. The uh eight man tag matches up with the six man tag, but I think that was just a little bit better because of the ending. Uh Lucha Bros won. So I gotta give them more of the edge. Uh outside of that, everything else was kind of, you know, so so. Even the matches on NXT, other than those two matches I said were so so. So I felt like both show had two good, really good matches that were worth watching. And you just had some fillers in between. And but that promo, uh, even with the fight that NXT had, you know, that was nowhere near that lashes. Those lashes, man, that because like I said, you've never seen that. So that that puts over AEW, you know, definitely for this week. Um be, you know, because we've been waiting for this for like what three weeks now like you know mjf announced this what about three weeks ago that you know these were the stipulations and now we finally as we get closer to the pay-per-view we're finally getting to each stipulation and we finally got to this 10 lashes i know when he first announced it that was one of those things where people are like is he really serious about like is, is he really really serious about whipping a guy on tv and to finally see that they did it and then to see the emotion behind it, man, uh, AEW definitely got it. All right, guys. Well, as always, it has been an honor and a privilege. It's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's too cold and he's flawless. And that will wrap up our NXT edition. And we'll be back, man, Tuesday live with the link up, man, the meetup. You're going to get your boy, the franchise, the other boy, too cold. And, of course, your main man, the leader of the GOW compound, the flawless yeah. one himself, flawless Joey V. So, until then, yeah, we thank you it's guys. A- and go ahead, man. What you, what you got to say, flawless? It's the pride of the wrestling podcast, G-O-Dub. <laughs> yes, sir. Lie, man. You ran through that outro so fast. I'm like, yeah, he ready to go to sleep. He probably laying in the bed right now with the covers <laughs> over. He probably <laughs> – all, hey, all he hey, got to do is hit the X and just close bed? it out. Right. <laughs> you know what he has above his bed? What's he that? has those little things that you put, like, in the crib, you know, to make the baby fall asleep. Oh, yeah. He's got it He's set. Button, <laughs> it's already set, man. It, all he got to do is push the button and let it spin, man. Like, I feel like he is, like, he is truly, like, in the bed. He, didn't, he got his footies. He got his onesie on. He just, he is, he is, he is sleep. Like, like, he is he's got his Hey Arnold underwear on, you know, and then his, you know, Doug blanket, you know, he's ready to go. Oh my like, damn, like damn, he is running through that outro. He ain't never run through the outro that fast. Like, damn. Like, all right, man, we're gonna let you go to sleep, man. <laughs> hey, hey man, hey, I'm all, I'm over here looking like the light scan force Whitaker, man. That one eye just keep closing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, man. Oh man. Yo, man, it was a pleasure as always, brothers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like I said, man, Tuesday, we back at it. So until then, peace. Deuces. See ya.